Here Good he is. Evening. Good evening. In the new digs. In the new digs, it's still a, a huge mess here because no, I've it been... looks great. I love what you did with it. <laughs> it's I've been very busy, very very busy with lots of other things, and I've only gotten to spend about an hour or two a day trying to get things organized here. Okay, so uh, you busy know, with what? school and stuff like that. School and things like that, and and big news. I have big big news. But yeah. uh, enough about me. What What's going on with you? Well, big news is you can't just drop that and walk away. Uh, for the first time, I, I've had a script option. Congratulations. Really? What, <laughs> yeah. what, which is it? What, is it what I, is it the latest thing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, and with that option money, I can go buy two fifths of a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Well, those, th- that's a that's a coffee you didn't have before. So that's, that's a coffee great. I didn't have before. Yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, I am. I am excited. Can but, you say uh, anything about it, or what's who, what, who it is, or what the what? The... Um, you know, I I don't uh, I don't know. I uh, I didn't ask. I didn't ask when we were going over it. Like, if I can. I, I would imagine I could. Why but you the, play it safe and not say it. Play thing. it safe, and next week I'll give more details if if they are comfortable with me giving more more details. Yeah. But, uh, hey, congratulations! That's fantastic, man. Uh, but you know, for for those people who are listening who who don't know what that means, is that it it means that there's somebody who wants to try to get the movie made. Um, uh, so they're asking for the rights to go out there and approach people and be able to say, I have the rights to this and, um, and I want to make it. Um, so it's, uh, it's nice. It's, it's a little bit of affirmation and that's we can fantastic. all use a little bit of affirmation. Yeah, that's great. Did it come about because of that reading you did? Uh, no, it actually came about through the university. No kidding. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll give I'll give all the details next week. Uh, uh, if they, I, I think they would be comfortable with me giving all the details, but uh, I just want to make sure. I can't I wouldn't say a word until I've edited, but yeah, yeah, but play it safe. That's uh, great, it safe. but it, it's still it's a very nice. Thing. Well, it's a really funny script, and I, I'm 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 really not surprised because it's uh it's a riot, and um this thing should get done, and now's the time. It's very yeah. timely. And you also, you gave me a lot of good advice on that script. So, um, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I was just the story ideas and some of the characters and, and yeah. some of the plot things that happened in it and the setting. I think those were just my contributions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, I, the original idea and all, oh, yeah. Basically. Well, the demand, yeah. which, what the creatures in this movie the are creature, and things like, yeah, yeah, uh, I yeah. Did. Well, those were my ideas, but I didn't know. F- yeah. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, so there we go. And then, uh, uh, yeah, things. Well, that's uh, great. Did that happen today or? or... It happened yesterday. Wow. And you're celebrating with a nice IPA. I'm celebrating with a nice IPA. That's right. A dank, a dank IPA. Very exciting. Because I'm feeling very dankful. There, see what I did there? I see it. Yeah. Uh, I step away from it. <laughs> yes. I'll show myself out. Um, <laughs> Take your hands off me, Ossifer. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in, in, uh, in, on the East Coast? Uh, you know, much the same as last week. Nothing really that uh, new. Teaching. Doing a lot of uh, uh, Zoom auditions for helping other people Zoom audition. I'm not getting any, but I'm... I'm helping uh, some friends and clients with their with their uh, auditions. Yeah, cutting together what they send me, and that's been that's been good to have some work. Uh, but uh, been home, kind of like uh, working on class. Really, that's really what the focus has been because we just started last week, and I th- I think you I think you have a lot of class. Uh, great. Well, cool. I thank you. Um, so, uh, brand new cherry flavor. 
We've did you finish the season? This. I finished the season. Did you did you enjoy it? You, you were creeped out the last time I talked to you. I was thoroughly creeped out. Um, I I became a little less creeped out as it went on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it gets a uh, bit more like a black comedy as it goes on, in a way. Yeah, and 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 now I I I do have to listen to. I haven't yet, but I have to listen to your your argument with Maddie Blake because I. I I could not tell by the end of it whether I loved it or was disappointed. I couldn't who, who, tell. Who would I ask? Who should I ask? Some? Can I call someone and ask them how you felt? Yeah, because yeah. I'm not I'm not certain how I feel about it right now. Well, it's funny that I feel put on the spot because of your um, your inability to access your own. My own emotions, my own emotional life. Yeah, I mean, I, this is not my problem. I I think the show is great, and you, I, everybody else seems to have hangups. I, I'm not alone. It's a hit show. But you know uh, that Eric Lang, uh, the, the, who plays the producer, yeah, Eric Lang, um, has from another show. I would say one of my top ten. He has a moment in another in another show that was one of my top ten all time favorite actor moments. I never you never said this to me in in the series um, Unbelievable. With Wait a Caitlin. minute, didn't we see that for tonight? <laughs> no, no, tonight is unforgettable. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, um, this was a series called Unbelievable. Um, which was spectacular. And he had a moment in that very simple actor moment in that I was sitting alone in my apartment and he did something. It was a tiny, tiny little thing that he did. And I screamed. I, I couldn't out of just awe at how masterfully he played a very profound moment in that show. How, what kind of a scream was it? Can you, you don't have to do it, but was it like a shot? I'll, I'll do like, it. Okay. I'll do it. I went, I went, oh, oh. Right. That's more of a I, shout. You shout. I think you shouted. I shouted. I shouted. Screaming awe. is like a very yeah, uh, no. a different reaction. Okay. It wasn't a scream. It was a shout of awe. It was one of those things where I hope to God I meet that actor someday so I can tell him that somebody noticed this very because it's a it was a kind of moment that i think if, if you weren't an actor you would say well uh, guaranteed he's a subscriber and he just heard you he's listening yeah yeah i'm sure eric uh you, you know please say something in the comments uh yeah. so we know you're there yeah. and that you know that your work is appreciated <laughs> um I don't. We're not talking about that show tonight. But what can you can you Maybe express you any feelings about why you don't know what you feel? Because that's not to me adequate for a talk show, which is this oh. essentially is. <laughs> you mean because it's a talk show, I should say something? It's a, it's find... a, it's a traditional way that these go and. I'm not. I'm a uh, now, now I feel on the spot. Um, I I felt a little bit um, that, uh, and maybe maybe it's because they're going to continue next season with some of this, but I felt a little bit like, as far as the main character was concerned, she ended up being very morally ambiguous but in a way that i didn't quite understand if that makes any sense um that i i i guess what i'm saying is i couldn't i couldn't ascertain the point of view of the movie on her i felt like they were not taking a stand I, Does that make any sense? I mean, you, I, you know what? I thought about, disagree, I, I, I thought about this. I I I disagree. I kind of disagree because I think that I don't know. It's possible 
do you think that part of it has to do with that this is a really untraditional kind of role for a woman that we're really not used to seeing women inhabit that kind of space that if a guy a really dark character in a noir kind of la thing got wrapped up in this would you be at would would we be asking that because i had the same thing i felt very confused as to how i was supposed to feel about her and then i was like well what if what if this was a young Ray Liotta or what if this was like, you know, uh, um, had an angel heart kind of thing where there was like that kind of a guy in the middle of it. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I really had to stop and ask myself because she fits the bill for that kind of noir emptiness. The, 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 it's a revenge, you know, she's full of revenge. She's really not a very likable. She's an anti-hero. It's like to the, to the teeth. So I, I, I just think we're not, I don't know if we're used to seeing that uh, from women performers as, as much. And we're, and it's just a bit of a shock. Except I couldn't tell like when, when she was victim and when she was the, the activator, you know, there seemed to be well, something about her past that, that was unexplored to me where I kept feeling like I was getting hints that maybe she was that she knew something about Boro and the past that we didn't know about yet so that she you know so I couldn't tell was she was she victim or was she manipulator I thought she was both um yeah. I mean, I thought she was both things at different at different times in the story. Um, she was certainly a victim of the producer. Yes. And, you know, uh, and and Boro and I got we don't want to spoil that show for people because we weren't no. going to talk about it, you know, on on this. But um, but I, all, all, all I can say is that when, when I covered the show with Maddie on P for Paranormal, we I watched the the pilot again and i i was i re it reinforced how how much i liked it and it, it i got new things out of a second viewing like real new things like things i hadn't noticed because they're really quick and they happen in the very first five minutes and you're just kind of like oh it's it's not just imagery there's a lot of very right. specific storytelling going on in those first five minutes that that changed a bit of how i thought about the the, the narrative and what was going on and um that might answer some of the questions that you have i don't know i also think that they're not done right telling the story that's know? what i'm hoping and i certainly will watch season two good well i'm glad you enjoyed it enough to want to go back i i mean you know Matt, and i do Matt, think rosa salazar is spectacular yeah she's dynamite eric lang's dynamite. it's a good it's a good ensemble and and uh and um it's so, you know, I don't want to keep going on about it, but right. it, it recreated LA in the nineties in, in a spooky way for me. That was like, wow, that's really accurate. Um, but uh, cool. Brand new cherry flavor. Check it out. Yeah. It's worth it. No matter so, what they say. Tonight we're talking about 1996 is unforgettable. Yes. Or subtitled what would happen if you combined the fugitive with dr jekyll and mr hyde that's a great yeah that's right on um my question though regarding the title is it well it's a dangerous thing to call your your piece of work your movie or your book or anything yeah. like that it's um the, the, you should think what the critics you know don't want to make it too easy for the critics when it comes no. out right because they did they made it really good well what's amazing what's really ironic about the movie to me is that i i i thought i'd seen it when when we agreed to watch it for the show right and i continued to think that maybe i had seen it but i didn't know for sure the, the entire thing I I think I might have seen this, but I I think I might have seen Unforgettable, but I forgot. I, I forgot if yeah. I did. Um, liter quite literally, I I couldn't I can't tell you now if this was the. 
I think this was the first time I saw it, but it really does remind me of a lot of other movies. A lot of other movies lot that are a kind of a ma- like a big mass of 90s noir. Yeah. And all... some of the movies it reminds you of are really bad. And some of the movies it reminds you of might have been good. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it reminds me a little more of bad movies than of good movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for, uh, for what it's about, uh, Ray Liotta, and, and we're going to we're going to get into a lot here, but let me let me describe the plot as if it makes sense first, and then we'll go in to, to some specifics. But Ray Liotta plays a medical examiner who works with the Seattle Police Department. Um. He was the prime suspect in his wife's murder. Not just the prime suspect. He was brought to trial in his wife's murder and got off because a rookie cop messed up a piece of evidence. Um, That's all backstory. Now he is still a medical examiner for the Seattle Police Department. And being called to a crime scene of a huge uh, shooting in a liquor store sees a piece of evidence that is similar to a piece of evidence at the, a, a matchbook that is distinctive, similar to a matchbook that was found at the scene of his wife's murder. And he believes, oh, I can go after there and, and get the guy. And then later, a few days later, because he's all doctory, he goes to a medical conference and listens to Linda Fiorentino, who is a very believable uh, scientist um, who is working, creating a thing. She's discovered that if you extract a cerebral spinal fluid or CFS as CSF, as they say incessantly in the movie from rats, you can transfer memory from one person to another. So Ray Liotta gets the brilliant idea of submitting himself as a human experiment and he can use his wife's cerebral spinal fluid and see her last moments and find out who killed her. And hilarious hijinks ensue. Um, And, uh, I don't know. We could go straight to talking about what movie we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> no, no, we can't do that. Uh, okay. Yes. Um, what 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 is the most unforgettable thing about this movie for you? The most unforgettable thing about this movie? Oh, it's hard to pick one. Um, uh, I, um, I think actually... There is one moment in this movie that I was so happy that I saw. And that is that there's a moment where Ray Liotta wants to get something out of the a lab. And uh, the, uh, a coroner's assi- the coroner is like, I'll be right back and says to his assistant, go, go get something from the other room. Yeah, go and replace the, the saw. The saw's yeah, broken. Go yeah, get a new the, saw. the saw's broken. So the, the assistant goes into the other room to get a new saw blade. The coroner's gone, and Ray Liotta creeps into the coroner's lab to steal his wife's cerebral spinal fluid or somebody's spinal fluid. And we cut to the coroner's assistant in the other room. Do you know the moment I'm talking about? And she's no, going about her business looking for the saw blade. And then we cut back to Ray Liotta and he's going about his nefarious stealing of spinal fluid and drops something. It makes a noise. And we cut to the assistant, like giving an actory look of, did I hear Extreme and exaggerated, like. And then, and then a thing that oh, actors, I that I tell my students never to do, she actually does a, huh. I guess I didn't hear something Yeah, yeah, yeah. and goes back about it. And I was like, Oh my God, they actually told her indicate, indicate the, the entire thought process. As if this wasn't clear, clear sailing. We don't, we know you dropped something. You're in the other room. You heard it. You don't have to elaborate. It's pretty clear. We've watched this kind of scene for 87 years in, in movies. It was, the other thing that was my favorite thing in the movie 
was the red herring that is Chris McDonald's mustache. They actually used a mustache as a red herring because he's, he has a mustache at the beginning of the movie that screams, this is the guy who's really the killer. True, true. Well, it's one of those movies where everybody's a suspect at some point, right? Everybody's no, I was sure it was Chris McDonald because of that freaking mustache. That's an evil mustache. Yeah. And, and then and it's he not was him. Cast, he was cast as bad guys a lot back then. I mean, first full stop, what a career this man has, is, is, has had in his life. Oh, yeah. Every, he's in everything. Everything. And playing guys like this very often. I feel like All I saw time. him play, you know, kind of, you know, mean-spirited cops a lot. I don't know if he's a, a mean-spirited guy himself. He's probably not. And actually, he is not. I can tell you from firsthand experience, I worked with him. Yeah. Lovely. And uh, we had to do a, a scene where he was cross-examining me, and we had to really go at it. And, and this uh, was a sex scene? No, no, no. In a in a courtroom. Oh, I'm scene. sorry. I got. I've, whoa, <laughs> that was, was weird. I don't. I'm sorry. Know, I don't know what that. I was. said he was cross examining me, and we had to really go at it. Okay. And they were going to be shooting it uh, with several cameras, so the, the director had said, "You guys can overlap. You 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 can overlap and cut each other off. We don't need it clean." Going back to your comment. Um, That's why I said I'm ahead of yeah. you, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he. Um, unlike the way a lot of series regulars behave, he, uh, at lunch said, Hey, you want to grab your lunch and come to my trailer so that we can, we can play work on the scene <laughs> Work on the scene. <laughs> and for those of you who are listening in the podcast, Tony and I are very busy with air quotes. <laughs> um, no, and we, you know, but he wanted to run it and, and get it, you know, get, get it, get the heat up as it were isn't right isn't that a sh shame how rare that is that yeah. you meet an actor that wants to do that yeah i'm usually you know it would happen more if i had bigger roles because then if you have a big role on a show you can instigate that but you can't go to somebody who's a regular on a show when you're a day player and no. go would you can you want to work on the scene yeah no you can't so that's why it was such a thrill that he actually because i was only there for one day and the fact that he came to me and said, "Hey, you know, come, let's let's go work on That's this." That's really cool. Was just great. Uh, he is also uh, on on kind of my short list for who would play the. Uh, he fits into your screenplay world really the, well, man. He'd be great as the oh, as the dad. Perfect. He'd be I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a great um, but I, idea. I told the producer that yesterday, that he'd be on my wish list. Brilliant um, idea. Uh, but, um, yeah, he... Um, I was thinking uh, initially that Kim Cattrall would be the per, like someone you'd choose for, the, for that part, but I'm wrong. I think this guy would be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Cattrall. That's right, she was in this movie. I forgot. There's so many things that I I have to keep to try to remember about. This well, I had to write down experience. a lot of things so that I wouldn't forget yeah. them. Um, uh, okay, the, the, I like. Can I start off with one thing, please? Okay, I I I thought for a good for a good thirty five to forty minutes that I might be seeing a, a decent movie. Oh. I thought I might be. No, like, like, don't get me wrong. Not like a, uh, you got to see it. Not like this is an undiscovered gem. But that this might be kind of like, oh, an overlooked oddity that was actually kind of well made. Because it's nicely shot. I, I want to say that. It's got some beautiful, you know, camera work in it. Um, the city looks great, you know, uh, the mm -hmm. way they shoot it. Um, and... You know, it's a very 90s thing, but for a while I was like, okay, I'll, I'll roll with this. And there was a point where it fell completely apart. Like, it just it just got to a certain point, and then it face-planted, and, and it just went completely crazy. 
think that happened earlier for you than it did for me. But I gave this the benefit of the doubt. I think until he's he, until uh, he was in a tuxedo and and went to steal uh, steal the stuff. That was a problem. That was the that. I think I, I was yeah. I was willing to go for it for a while, but then um, then no. Uh, well, before we get into all of the big problems, and I, oh, oh, do I have a list? Because <laughs> you know this is my wheelhouse. This is the world that I, in my head, I live in. I live in the police procedural world. I spend a lot of my time there. I don't know if you knew that. I know that you're you have a you have a very secret life. You're like Elmore Leonard. Yeah, you, know, you creep around at night and you follow cops around, and it's your yeah. thing. I spend a lot of time in my head in in the in that in that uh thing um i think the fact that you're calling this police procedural is a little misguided perhaps that this is not really the genre you're this is like sci-fi light <laughs> this is like sci-fi sci thriller it, really. it, it is but but they are but it is a sci-fi set in the world of police yeah, procedure sure so the moment you say to me uh, we have a a medical examiner who was accused and brought to trial in his wife's death murder and the oh, only okay. reason he got off was because a piece of evidence was mishandled but we're still going to let him work for the police department and have access to the evidence room you've I, lost me i understand the reason why okay well you you got in my opinion you've you got to let it make a case for it, that's a fantasy move that's crazy that doesn't happen but I think there could be a case for a movie that was really like inspired by a, a 40s Fritz Lang movie. That's a very like 40s noir or, you know, 40s espionage Fritz Lang kind of thing to do where his name was cleared. So he's back at work, but then he's haunted by, you know, it, it was a it was like a classic enough dumb move for me to go. All right, I'll table that. I see. I guess I I had a similar problem early on but it was from where i always get derailed which is ray liotta's a doctor <laughs> really yeah well there's that and and um, the, and, and lindy and and lindy and, and from seattle <laughs> and like, from seattle no yeah. but then there's there's also linda fiorentino who and, and a hand to god i'm a linda fiorentino fan i know i think she is spectacular scientist? A meek scientist, no, I not no, not for was, a moment. It was a little bit off. In a, in a, in a, I mean, this is an oddly cast film. Why, you know, why cast Peter Coyote as a police captain? He that is an odd move. Um, yeah. As well as what? Why are where? I didn't. Why are you casting Lindsay Buckingham as a, as a serial killer? It's <laughs> odd. Wait a minute! You didn't like uh, Kim Coates? Oh, I thought that was Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> no, that's Kim Coates. I love Kim Coates. Oh, that's right. Oh, that, I'm sorry. I thought he looks but exactly. Fiorentino, honestly, he looks exactly he, he like, Lindsay look like Lindsay Buckingham. I, when he but showed Linda up in Fiorentino, this, you know, in Gotcha. Did you ever see Gotcha with Linda Fiorentino and Anthony uh, Edwards? Yeah, I did see Gotcha. That's the kind of a femme fatale. I'll watch her play a femme fatale all a day theme, long. A femme fatale. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you got the last seduction too, which was great. Yeah. After yeah. hours, I didn't. I didn't remember she was in that, but last seduction. Oh, yeah, great. She, but that's I, why she, you know, one of the things about this though that's wait, when was last seduction? Yeah. See, there's something about this that makes me like the movie though because i know that john Dahl directed last seduction and then obviously really liked her and brought her into the into the next project like there was something considered about about that it wasn't you know it wasn't good casting necessarily or on point casting but at least you know you okay do you need to take a break for those for those of you Listening on the podcast, I'm making a face at what Tony is saying now. 
Boy, I'm getting beaten up. Why? What? Nobody likes me anymore. Why? No, I love you. I just, I, I, you, you I think you're being, I, I admire the generosity with which you are approaching this movie. How about, the, well, okay, generosity, but how about intelligence? I mean, that's not a, that's, that's their connection there. She worked, they worked together before. He also works with the same editors and the same DP a lot. He's a, yeah, you know, John. But, but I, I would argue that, you know, I, I think you're great. I love your work. You're wrong for this movie might have been a better call on his part. You're misunderstanding. You, you know, you are a black and white customer. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's like a piano keyboard over here. One or the other. <laughs> All I'm saying is that this is not a good, I'm saying, I agree. It's terrible casting, but it, I have a warmer feeling about it because it, it's not just a studio move of arbitrariness. She, she was considered by John Dahl, who's who's done some good stuff and some not some good stuff, but the 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 desire to to form a relationship with her and and give her work because I'm I'm a fan and he liked working with her made me feel better about the movie than if it was just some rant. Okay, obviously my positivity is not clicking no, on your I'm, peanut I'm, butter I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm listening. The last positive thing I'm going to say. Thinking, a, thank God this is an old movie because we'd never work again. I'm, I don't know. I'm if thinking that. of all kinds of things to say about about this that I can't say on the air. Okay, you're, so you're denying the fact that that you're you're saying to me that John Dahl is not is you're kind of dismissing him entirely, and I think that that's no, no, not, no, no. I, okay. I'm not dismissing so, him entirely. I, so the I'm fact not, that he the fact that he hires the same people again because he likes working with them doesn't resonate with you at all it's just got to be it's you've got to be perfect i don't care what i feel about you you are dead to me as a person <laughs> as a person but i just want to use your talent that's the pure way i just yeah. want to know what the rules are <laughs> oh no, no but i mean I, I look i love you like a brother right <laughs> strangely enough um but I would I would fully expect you if you if somebody gave you 10 million dollars to make your movie I would really hope that you would cast me if I was right for something and I would also really hope that cuz we like obviously like working together because we do on this show and nobody is paying us a dime and we keep doing it anyway um but I would also hope that I would understand that if I wasn't right for something and wasn't going to make your movie better, that that I would not be heard if you didn't cast me. And I would hope that you wouldn't cast me in your movie just because I was your brother. All I'm saying, and I, I hear you, and I, I agree with what you're saying artistically. All I'm saying is that there was a, there was something about this movie I, I wanted to like because I... I like John Dahl's ethic. I like Linda Fiorentino. I like Raylia. I like all these ingredients. I, all of them. So, yes, so I wanted point, to like it too. My point is, I understood that she was miscast, but I was rooting for this, even though I knew she was miscast, and I was sad that it just didn't happen. But, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I, I really, you know, Ultimately, I don't think this is a miscast pro casting problem because I don't think anybody could have played these roles at a certain point. There is so much nonsense going on in this script that nobody can make sense of that. Who would you really actually cast in that part? Isn't it better to just go like, I I've worked with her. She's great. She's a femme fatale. It's a noir movie. Just let's get her. I don't care if she looks like a microbiologist or not. Let's just right. let's so, just. So actually, the error you're saying it was was in the yes, I'll do this movie. Was stage. in the decision <laughs> to make the film. <laughs> okay, if we go with that, then yes, cast her because I, if if this is going to be a piece of shit, then I want to make a piece of shit working with people I enjoy spending time yeah. with. I will totally. I will totally support that decision. Look, she might have been miscast. She didn't ruin this for me. She wasn't the thing that ruined it. No, <laughs> not by a long shot. You know, not by a lot. It was the thing she had to do that ruined it. Yeah, I mean, she's um, forced to do some close-up reaction shots in this thing that are just like, oh, just don't make her do that. Well, anymore. she is forced to say the line 
is that all you care about? Um, yeah. Which made me want to cry in that moment that the writer had put that in. Another line that made me want to cry was, was. Are you crying now? Yeah. Now <laughs> you listen to me, Crane. I was keeping an eye on Bodner. There was good stuff there. When, when Coyote had to say, now you listen to me, Crane. Yeah. This movie is one of those movies that they did in the 80s and the 90s. It was a, a, fall, a carry through into the 90s where, um, remember this thing where like, ever, somebody was the best at what they do. Yeah, I, I don't like you, man, but you're the best at what you do and we've got to have you on. It's like, <laughs> these words have never been spoken by any police captain or anyone anywhere. No one's no. the best at what they do. They're either cheap or they're available. That's the that's, that's the two considerations. Has there ever been a scene more awkward than the scene where he meets Linda Fiorentino at the? It's quintessentially awkward. It's it's it, it looks hard for him to be in a tuxedo. Yeah. Uh, you know that doesn't really have work. Well, you know, she's. She's she doesn't look like she believes she's been cast as a scientist at that in that right. scene. Yeah, it's it's amazing that he that he would go to to that party. None of it made any sense. None but of but that at made... that point, I still felt like it was it was. I thought I still thought it knew its ridiculousness. Yeah, I thought it was a riffing on like a kind of a fantastical, almost like Hitchcock fever dream not reality kind of you know fantastical noir like just not really believable but i but i thought they knew that and i thought that was part of the movie for a while you know what i mean so like in the same way as like you know um some of hitchcock stuff like like you north by northwest or you don't necessarily literally believe it but you're like it's just ridiculous. i'm gonna go Let's along go for the ride it. yeah and it turns out they weren't aware of that and they didn't capitalize on that. Um, From my perspective, that's all I'm saying. I hear you. Do you, you want to hear a list of things that uh, just a list of things? Well, I, we could do that. Maybe somebody from the audience could say if they want Matthew to do a list of things or what I want is really of no concern. Well, <laughs> Well, we do have this to then we can go to our studio audience. Bet Bowles wants to uh, has pointed out that you're wearing those dark glasses tonight and you're scary for your comments, she says. Um, well, Bet, thanks for noticing. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in front of the computer today, as I often do, uh, editing and Zoom teaching and stuff. And um, my eyes are tired, they're just tired, yeah. And I think you know. Uh, I think it, it may it may help lend the show an air of mystery that it needs desperately. Yeah, because the but, movie certainly didn't. But I'm um, sorry it comes across as scary, but I don't. That's not intentional. I'm just trying to have some eye strain and and uh, I'm trying to you know boost the cool factor a little bit at the same time. It's not. I know it's not working. Um, Reminded me a little DOA, a little minority report. Like, yeah. I feel like same DNA here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, problems. <laughs> problems. I like the way you do. You, you start with the negative stuff, and then you move your way into the negative stuff that you didn't like. <laughs> yeah. But I have a couple of things, nice things, things that I liked that I'll get to later. But I want to get the negative stuff out of the way. Yes, I do think that the security guard at the evidence room would help a man suspected of murdering his wife to access the evidence room. Mm -hmm. I do think that would happen mm -hmm. in the real world. Right. I also do think that if Kim Cattrall's sister was murdered and that sister had said that she was having an affair with a cop and she wanted to call it off right before she was murdered, it might have occurred to Kim Cattrall that maybe the cop was the murderer. She might have said that, yeah. She might, she might have said something about that yeah. beforehand. Um, 
another thing. I am a medical examiner. I think I'll just pick up this gun that has just been fired, probably killed someone, and has fingerprints on it. I think I'll do that. Can I stop you for one second? You, uh, yeah. I'd like you to continue, but I just want to say what's amazing about making a stupid mistake like that in a movie yeah, wherein there isn't any repercussion. He just does a stupid thing, but it's not even really a a plot. They don't even use it as a plot thing. He yeah. didn't really need to take that gun at all. Yeah. Um. Yes, the evidence from his wife's murder case would still just be sitting out there on a shelf right inside the front door of the evidence room. Oh, they don't clean up that stuff. They keep all so the tape on it, the floor and the powder all, burns yeah. and all of it. Yeah. Oh, the okay. Blood, everything has to I, stay there I, I forever. No, you're not allowed. It's like a mattress tag. You're not allowed to ever oh, take that off. Okay. Um, and after the explosion at her lab, when which he she showed handles, up. Which she handles without any suspicion or concern. She seems pretty cool about it. Great, A great deal of equanimity. And he shows up. And uh, I did not for a moment see it coming that he would ask her if there was any of the formula left. I didn't see that coming for a moment, that that would be the thing he would ask. Did you think maybe she would have some, though, if he did ask? I suspected there would be a vial left. Yeah. I, um, it was pretty exciting, though, when it turned out there was one. Yeah. And then when he can't take the formula anymore because his heart will explode, so she volunteers to take it for him. Yeah. And he says to her, okay, but because the guy whose memory we're accessing had committed suicide, I have to, to duct tape your arms to the chair so you don't hurt yourself. I did not see it coming for a moment that he wasn't actually going to let her take the formula, that he was going to take it himself. That, that's, I did not see I know, that uh, that's, that's hardly a complaint. I mean, I'm going to, I have to be somewhat critical of your list because you're just listing things and I'm going to have to say things about the list. And I don't feel <laughs> that that is a terrible, I don't think that's a terrible thing. I, 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 that was acceptably stupid. That was, it was an acceptable level of stupidity. The rest okay. of that scene, no, I don't think. Okay, what about what about the modern day uh, medical examiner using an old timey Doctor Jekyll needle to inject himself? Why? Why? Don't, why was that? That see, that's again. I'm like, that fits into. The, the crazy, fantastical, silly movie I thought this was going to be instead of becoming the, the vapid, turgid, overlong, bloated, nonsensical thing that it was. Yeah, except everything else in the movie is realistic and then they borrow the hypodermic needle from the steampunk movie they're shooting next door. <laughs> I gotcha. That was dumb. It was dumb. But still, again, uh, it, let's put it this way. I feel like that was a dumb mistake that I probably could have made as a director. I probably okay. could have made that mistake. Did you notice that he has a pouch that has both surgical tools and burglar's tools in it? Just happens to walk around with those? I didn't know what to do. I don't break into houses. So I didn't know. What oh, those okay. Um, all right. You want me to go into things that I like now? No, keep okay. going with things you don't like. This is awesome. <laughs> I think I've covered the things I don't like. Well, some of these are things that were not good, but that I liked anyway, even though they were not good. Well, yeah, I, I have fondness for this. I mean, I, none of this made me angry. I, I I did laugh a lot. You know what I mean? Like, there's some movies that do this stuff, and I get angry. And, and this one didn't make me angry. I I thought it was this ludicrously stupid, and and I enjoyed myself. Okay. I could see watching this movie again. That's the sick part. Like, I know I'll watch this again someday. I could watch it again now. The you same know? way you watch Valley of the Dolls a second okay. time, right? Yeah, I just uh, the say, oh wait, it. wait, here it comes. Watch this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because it's a group of people I like, like a good director, good cast, and then you got like people like David Paymer, 
And David Paymer has one of the more embarrassing moments. Oh and like, he's a great actor, David Paymer. Why does he get it? Why do you make him look bad? There's no reason for that. <laughs> That's just mean. Oh, yeah. He has one of those classics. Hey, what? Yeah. Hey, wait. Okay. I will say, okay. The, there was a fun moment that Linda Fiorentino has where she realizes she's when they first have met and she realizes he's the guy who was suspected of killing his wife and he comes to her lab and she's about to shut the door of her lab and then she thinks better of it. There was a nice little fake that she did there. Right. I like that. I thought there was very good stunt work in the drugstore shooting. Some of that stunt work impressed me. Yeah, it no? was pretty good. Yeah, that was okay. That was a, that was a fairly effective sequence, and but I mean, then it's like then you got the stunt work between uh, Liotta and and uh, was it McNamara? Kim Coates? No, no, oh, not Kim Coates. Yeah, when they're fighting in the in the in the in the sergeant's office, it's the worst. It's like worse yeah. than Star Trek fighting. Yeah. They basically clasp hands above each other's heads <laughs> and they just start dancing. And then they cut away to it like a, a wide from behind, like back in the office, and you see them. It's supposed to be two like enraged men going at each other, and then they're. It, it looks like it's it's like a dance class. Okay, I only have one more moment that I want to talk about. And this truly was my favorite moment in the entire movie. The Happy Janitor. The Happy Janitor. Do you remember The Happy Janitor? Well, it's I guess not. Be before the lab explodes. They cut to the they cut to the college research building. And it's the middle of the night and there's a janitor pushing one of those rolling garbage cans down the hallway. And he is singing something. I forget what song he's singing. He's singing it loud and he's unbelievably happy. And he walks into her lab and then we cut to the outdoor outside of the building and the, the lab explodes. So why do they have him in there? Why do you think he's there? It was it's it was a, a loss to, of human life. It was loss of, a loss of human life that whoever blew up the the lab, whoever the bad guy is, doesn't you know. But it also it was just a way of transitioning us into. The, they had to get us into the lab. Hell yeah! Is if you just did an establishing shot of the building from outside, it wouldn't make sense. It would so just be had, like Zabriskie Point all of a sudden. You'd be like, why? Yeah. There's just a building exploding. Right. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they decided let's have the janitor be happier than any janitor has ever been singing to himself as he goes into the lab. I was still trying to figure out if that was uh, Peter Coyote or not that we'd seen creeping around. Oh, well, okay. I forgot. I did have one other note. And this, this is something that I thought was done extremely well is that if I was that I was that convinced that it was everything else about the movie was so bad that I was convinced that McDonald was the killer because you think the, like that would be the stupid there would be no well the else. ineptness of the whole movie made yeah. me think that the red herrings about him were just uh, that they weren't red herrings that it was just more of the ineptness of the of the filmmaking that they gave away who it is just so obviously at the beginning yeah i and agree i was the, the end, same way i was like holy shit it's not him so maybe all of the other ineptness in the filmmaking was actually brilliant maybe because it convinced us that mcdonald was so you've come full circle does you where, where i, I, I was movie, at the beginning i think this. this movie is brilliant i'll tell you though amelia In, called it peter She's, coyote she called peter coyote oh we're just going to give it up for people just so they know huh on the on this we're just going to give away the the, the, this is a spoiler movie. This is a spoiler show. This right. is a show where we're. This is, a who, this is a who done it though. This is like a who did it. But we now we know. Now we know who did it. Well, but they'll have it, they'll have forgotten by the time they see. No it doubt they will. No <laughs> doubt. I have a favorite thing in the movie. 
What's that? I'm I'm particularly fond of the uh, fantastic computer graphics that say that the paternity test came through. That no, I've seen them. So those are what they That's actually what I've seen like. them many many times. I've had to go through that. That was amazing. And, uh, Giant <laughs> blaring banner that says you know, "You're paternity. not the father." Yeah. <laughs> <It's> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other than Lindsey Buckingham, uh, there wasn't anybody else I liked in it. No. Um, <laughs> no, really. What's your favorite line? Do you have a favorite line? Uh, the the favorite line was um. Now you listen to me, Crane. I was keeping an eye on Bob. Okay. This has, I think, the be- the the worst last line of any film I've ever seen. What was the last line? See, it's it is forgettable. The last line, again, the last thing in the movie makes very little sense to me. He he's he's perhaps dead in a coma. Maybe not. Maybe he's going to live. We don't really know. Right. And he's having a dream, not a flashback. He he's had these, you know, induced right. flashbacks. But there's a lot of other imagery in this movie that is like kind of a flashback, but not really. And it's more like a dream and it's seen right. from perspectives that, and the flashbacks are seen from perspectives that the person in it didn't see it from too. It's just crazy. But um, he sees his dead wife again, right? Yeah. And everything's, there seems to be some weird healing taking place. Yeah. So on some level, he's in a dream state because she's yes. dead. But he sees her, and they're in a park, and it's the fall, and uh, the kids are playing. I now I remember the last line, and she says, "Want some cider?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and perfect. I'm like, here you literally come full stop. You're like, what did she say? Cider? Are they drinking <laughs> cider? Why did they mention cider? Is that a thing from their relationship that we heard about that is supposed to come back to this moment? Is there why is it cider? You it's it's fall, but I don't see any pumpkins. Like there's nothing about it that made any yeah. sense. Um, and then he says no and walks away with the two kids and lets her die. Give right. I guess uh, I guess he 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 uh he comes to some peace about this. Oh well, no. What I took, you know, what I took from the ending, what's happening? They just don't Did show he, us the next scene. Is that he's drinking he, cider? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's maybe gonna die, maybe not, right? And I think she's come to him and said, "I'm, I'm going this way towards Deathland. You turn around and go the other way because our girls still need you." So you have to live. And so the next scene, which I thank the dear baby Jesus in whom I don't believe they did not show, is him waking up. But I think that's what happens next, that he wakes up and lives to take care of their daughters. Well, you're just making that up, though. That's just what you want to think. It's not in the movie. No, he, he's in a dream in and he walks he walks into a death zone with his into a graveyard with his two children. No, because his two daughters are still alive. So he chooses and he's he trapped chooses. with the memory of but he or it could be that he's lost in a he's he's it's everything's memory for him. So this could be him going into his own death with just a memory of like saying like making peace with his wife's death. And then walking off yeah, into the distance no. with two CGI created little no, girls. No, I think that if if, if the, I think the the intention the the story intention was because because if if that that she's going in one direction and he's taking the hands of his girls and walking towards light. So you're saying the end is the same as the movie Inception. Um. No, Inception, don't we find out that he's he is in a coma? Permanently? I'm talking, I'm talking about the the last shot, like the last shot of the thing spinning, of the, the top. top spinning. Yeah. But the 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 shot of the top spinning lets us know that he's in a permanent coma, right? No, it doesn't answer it one way or another. It doesn't fall. The point is that the, the top doesn't fall over. They cut right. out before he. We know whether he's dreaming or not. Oh, I see. 
they um, this, the movie ends before it falls because it, it, it falling over is the thing that I think proves to him he's in the real world, but it does oh. it just keeps going. I thought that was that was my take on it anyway. Anyway, look, I'm not a big fan of that either. So what the <laughs> hell? But um want some cider is the worst final line uh i think i've ever heard it wouldn't be as bad i mean maybe if the movie like if it was cider house rules you could have that as the last completely normal line to have in a film like that yeah (laughs) Yeah. or a commercial for cider or cider it, it wiggled and wriggled and tiggled in cider Stop. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, this is the ending else? of this. Uh, I would like to talk about the phenomenal. You were talking about the stunt work, and I'm wondering if you would like to uh, explain even how they achieved the amazing fight sequence between Ray Liotta and Peter Coyote at the end of this movie. How, how did they do it? How did these two men uh, work out such an incredible action fight scene? That was the culmination of this whole film. That was the big ending. Uh, that that's something I'd I'd like to discuss. I mean, I, not since the Bone Collector have we seen a movie that ended with two just out of shape men kind of flopping on each other. I don't know what the hell they thought was happening. At least they set the set on fire in this one. And the Bone Collector, there was just somebody rolling around on top of Denzel Washington, which isn't as exciting as you think it's going to be. Oh man. And you you thought I was being harsh on this movie before. I got I reached a limit. As I said, I was very open hearted to it for the first 40 minutes. And then I'm like, no, sir, no. I'm oh my gosh. Then you just... I love Peter Coyote. Why do why do you have to why do you have to make him be bad in a movie? That's not his fault. Um yeah. I uh I noticed something interesting. I love Ray Liotta too. Like I, I'm a big Ray Liotta uh, nut since his for I, you know, since uh, what was that um, first movie he did? Uh, oh, Good I'm terrible fellas. with Good Fellas. No, 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 not Good Fellas. Bad um, Fellas. Oh, oh, you're killing uh, me. Field of Dreams. No, I'm embarrassing myself right now. This the Ray terrible. Liotta story. No, stop it. Uh, I'm gonna have a whole long break here while I look this movie I'll, up. You know, like something podcast, wild, something I'll, wild. I'll edit it out. Oh, that's something right. He was in something wild with wild. with that actor who became Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> love him, but oddly, like, not a good physical actor, really. I was surprised. I was actually surprised. He's not, um, he's no Mel Gibson. Oh, you know, uh, he's not, he's no Steve McQueen. That's all I'm saying. No, no, no. You got nothing to say to that. You have nothing to say. I, I am a Ray Liotta fan as well. And as I was watching this movie, I was became unsure as to why. Well, it didn't, I, the, yeah. it, it's just this movie just didn't serve anybody well. When you have a cast that's actually full of people you ordinarily really like, and they're yeah. none of them are doing good work. To good, none of them are really great, and some of it is terrible. Uh, there's a problem with the script or the director or something that happened on the set. I think it's not them, but I mean, who doesn't want to? You know, maybe it was bad craft service. You never know. Where, I, where I was, Seattle, Seattle in the '90s had, you know, they probably had some good craft service, yeah, crab cakes and espressos, and I, I'm making it up, but I would think so. Yeah, I was in Seattle in the 90s working, and I had great food there. Me too. I don't know what they're complaining about. This whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> they got to get over this. Lindsey Buckingham is a guitarist. He's not <laughs> it's not a serial killer. I don't no. know what how many times I have to tell you. All right. And on that note, 
we will uh we'll figure out what movie we're gonna do next week and uh and we'll do it well don't sound too excited about it i am excited it's gonna be better than this movie <laughs> oh god <laughs> all right we're not gonna give anybody the heads up on what movie to watch do you have an idea hmm Hmm. No, not really. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It, uh, they, they don't need a heads up. It's it's not like we've got 14,000 people watching for the coming attractions. That's true. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll reconvene uh and uh and we'll figure out uh what the heck we're going to do. Not and a problem. No, I don't then, have a problem with that at all. We'll see you all next week. Good night, everybody. Good night.